For BYU-Idaho Radio, I'm John McSwain, and today in the studio I have with me BYU-Idaho's lead data analyst and this week's devotional speaker, Daniel Balls. Who or what led you to title your Devo talk, Cast Thy Burden Upon the Lord, and He Shall Sustain Thee? Well, I've had kind of a health history that hasn't been great, and I've been through some trials, um, you know, since I was a kid, you know, a couple bouts with cancer and uh, recently had a heart attack. And um, in addition to those personal health trials, I've, I've uh, been close friends and had family members who were just going through just some really tough times, really heart-wrenching. Um, and, and I think that's common to the human experience. That's why we're here on the earth. And so, um, but, but it is difficult um, when we face these things and it's so important to rely on Heavenly Father during those times. And so that's kind of um, what led me to say, you know, we really need during these tough times. And it's very easy also to get discouraged and uh, and uh, not, not know if we can uh, go on. In your talk, you mentioned that someone we are close to is likely experiencing serious trouble, which is a statement I agree with. But sometimes people hide their emotions or what's going on with them in the world. In your opinion, what is the best way to approach and help loved ones we are concerned for or suspect something is troubling them in their lives? Yeah, that's a great question. I think... I think it's time. I mean, I think we we need to to be, we need to spend time with them, um, sit with them, you know, have have opportunities uh, for them to know that we love them and that, you know, that they can trust us and then um, just be there to listen. Um, You know, often we can't solve their problems. Most of them, you know, most of the time we can't. So we are, you know, our, I think the best thing that we can do is to, to be there for support, ask questions when the Spirit prompts us, you know, to, 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 to maybe probe a little bit in a sensitive and, and kind and compassionate way. You also mentioned that Satan seeks to deceive us into thinking our sins has rendered us worthless and or unlovable. What are some signs of us being blinded by this deception? And what are some top ways we could combat those deceptive ways? If we understand who we are as children of God and, um, and, and really realize our potential, then we'll act in a certain way and we'll um, treat others in a certain way. And I think that... Um, if we if we lose sight of that perspective and are making choices that are leading us to harm or leading us to treat others with unkindness, uh, a lot of times that comes back to the fact that you know we are um, not able to you know remember why we're here, who we are, and who our you know who our fellow man is, right, or or woman, those around us, you know, and so. I think uh, I think a lot of times it, it is difficult, right? Satan is a master deceiver, and so it's difficult to understand and, and um, be aware of when we are being deceived. But I think a lot of times also, you know, we hear things in our head 
Um, you know, you're not worth it. You know, you may as well give up. Um, you know, there's no need to, to try. You know, you don't, you're not worth it. When those thoughts come into our mind, I think if we look at those and be aware of them and say, how does that measure up against what the scriptures say and what the prophets say about me and about you and about us as individuals? I think that's uh, a good way to recognize, oh, that that is not in harmony with what I know to be true, um, even though it's, you know, sometimes ringing loudly in my ears, uh, it, it, it just isn't true. Um, and it's hard because if, you, if, if that voice comes over and over again and it's very repetitive in someone's head, then, you know, we, we start to believe it. And that's, that's really sad. In your opinion, what are some things in our society today that will hinder someone from laying claim to the precious gift of God's mercy? I think it's easy to be distracted in the world. I think there's, there's so much... The world is so noisy. There's a cacophony of, of things going on all the time. If we allow ourselves, we can we can literally have no, the noise of the world in our ears every waking hour. I believe personally, it's important to to get away from uh, and step away. Try to get out of the world. You know, going to the temple I think is critical for that very reason that we can literally step outside of the world for a little bit and, and we don't we, we're not distracted by those things that might uh, you know clamor for our attention it's a time to focus um, but even even times um, so the temple is critical I, I think uh, but also just taking time out of the day to, to sit in silence and and think ponder President Hinckley spoke about the, the fact that you know we really need to ponder. And I think that's an important, um, something that, that can be helpful for us. How has the gospel and your own personal faith in God influenced your career as a data analysis? You know, I had, um, I have a background in mathematics and I remember on multiple occasions realizing, you know, there's some things that I'm just, I'm not understanding and, and through prayer and, and a couple of times through some remarkable experiences, like Heavenly Father helped me understand a mathematical principle that was pretty, um, pretty, uh, you know, advanced and, and complicated. And I thought, oh my goodness, Heavenly Father, you know, he knows mathematics mm -hmm. and he's willing to help me. And uh, so he, he wants me to understand that truth and learn that truth. And I know that that's the same for the gospel. I love uh, to be able to work with um, church education. There's so many people whose lives are blessed because of um, opportunities to learn and grow and help their families. And that's very inspiring to me. It's, it's a wonderful opportunity to work uh, in an environment where we're, our goal is to help uh, lift others in their position and, and give them an opportunity so that they can help the people around them. And um, so I think the understanding of um, service to man and also education helps prepare us to meet God. And so that's, that's another reason why it's helped me to, yeah. to focus. You mentioned just now that God understands mathematics. Can you explain that a little more to me? Oh, sure. 
you go back to my health issues. The last semester of my master's degree, I was in the hospital for 22 days and I had this project and I had to present it. It was the, you know, the, the big project to earn the master's. And there were people coming in from 100 miles away or more who kind of sponsored the research that I did. And I remember getting the preparation or getting the presentation ready that morning. It's about 10 o'clock and I had to present at 1 o'clock. And I was putting things together and this idea came into my mind just as clear as anything. And I thought, oh, that's the, well, that's how this piece fits into my whole project. And it was a critical piece. And I'm, I'm kind of almost a little embarrassed that I didn't understand that piece before because it was so important. But it came as crystal clear as I could. And at that point, I realized that thought came from Heavenly Father. That was the spirit that, that helped me to know that. And so I thought, well... He, uh, he knows uh, what that means and how it fits into what I'm doing. He knows me very well, and he also knows the content as well. So I, I teach an online statistics class, and I, uh, I tell my students, Heavenly Father can help you with the standard deviation and the, you know, and the linear regression. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It seems like you've been through a lot in your life, a lot of trials, and especially battling cancer for my loved ones and friends who have battled cancer before. I know that's a tough time for them. Um, not only not knowing the outcome of that battle, but it's also concerning to them because they're wondering why this is happening to them. And they're going through a lot of deep thought process on, you know, their faith and what they should believe in. If you don't mind, if you're comfortable, can you explain what you were, your thought process was when you were going through, you know, fighting cancer and how did your faith come into play with, you know, your battle through that process? Yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that each of us find ourselves at some point in our lives, maybe it's a health issue, you know, maybe it's uh, something else where we realize I, I can't do this on my own. Like there's just no possible way. And it's during those times when, when if we will, you know, turn our hearts, even if it's just a little bit to Heavenly Father, uh, I, He is strong enough and wise enough and, and loves us enough that he'll come to help us. And so um, I, I think that when we face those situations where there is no other, there's no other way to turn but to God, um, that I know that helped me. I know that I remember as a kid, like the first time I had cancer, I was about 16, 17. And I wrote in my journal, you know, if I, if I hadn't um, had God and the Savior, I wouldn't have made it through cancer. And at the same time, if I hadn't had cancer, I may not have made it to God and the Savior. In other words, that situation, that that um, event, that experience helped to to push me toward them because of necessity. I needed I needed help that no one else could uh, could provide. You received your associate's degree here at the university when it was Ritz College. 
Besides a couple new buildings, can you describe the similarities and differences, if any, of the spirit or emotions you feel when you are on campus grounds? Sure. I loved my time at Ricks College. It was it was just it was almost magical. I mean, I would have. Um, I wish everybody could have walked. Uh, you know, just the the camaraderie with the students and the faculty. I just loved it. And there, there's been a lot of change since the mid '90s on the <laughs> campus of uh, uh, here in Rexburg, and so I think uh, so. So the buildings are certainly different, right? Where we used to, I used to go, go watch baseball games, and that's now you know the I Center, and so <laughs> so the campus has changed a bit. And there's a few buildings that I can, you know, there's parts of the Manwaring Center where I can go and I can. Oh, I remember, you know, this looks exactly the same as it did before. Um, but the, the, the dedication, so, so the, the, um, the love that, that I feel that the students feel toward each other and that especially the faculty feel for the students, and I think that love is reciprocated from the students back to the faculty, that was phenomenal to me as a student, and I, I still see that today at BYU-Idaho. That same spirit of love and desire to help, and um, you know the unity that we have because we share a faith in the Savior, that's still present. Uh, it was present in the '90s and before at Riggs College, and it's present uh, in B- at BYU Idaho today. Yeah, I agree with that, and I personally uh, love that we invite the Spirit in everything we do here: concerts, classrooms. You know, it doesn't matter. You start with a prayer and invite the Lord into the room. Yeah, I love that. What are some words you can offer to someone who sees trials and burdens in their lives as a punishment and possibly have the thought that they deserve to suffer? Uh, That's a great question. Um, And honestly, I think I've been there before, too. You wonder. I think it's natural to wonder, are all these bad things happening to me because I've made a mistake? because I, you know, I deserve this. And while that's a, you know, it's, it's not uncommon to think that that's, that's not uh, the way Heavenly Father works. You know, he works um, for his children uh, in ways of love and his ways are higher than our ways. And so even though it might seem like, you know, this, I made this poor choice and now I'm sick, you know, that's, that's not uh, the way Heavenly Father works. I think it's important. You know, Joseph Smith said it's important in order to have faith in God, we need to understand the true nature of God. And in and of himself, he is our Father and he loves us. And that's really important uh, to keep that in mind, that he is our Father, he loves us, and he has all knowledge. He knows what is best for us. He has our best interests in mind. Um. And so I think, um, boy, it is difficult. I think coming back to the truth, like what is the truth about our relationship to our Heavenly Father? I think if if we can remember that truth and learn that truth and have that truth renewed in our minds and hearts, that that helps us a little bit um, to think, okay, um, this is not a result. You know, I'm not being picked on. I don't. You know, this is just life. 
life is tough for everyone. We have a common experience in this world, which is that we all have hard times. We all go through trials. What is the overall message you would like people to receive who attends or hears your devotional? I just hope that they have a feeling that things are going to be okay, that Heavenly Father loves them, that eventually, regardless of how painful something is or how difficult it may seem in the moment, that, um, the, you know, the the team of you and the Savior, that's a good team. And you can make it through very difficult things. Like there is hope. That's the that's what I hope. I mean, my goal, my objective is that people come away thinking, okay, you know, there is hope. Regardless of how hard things are right now or how uh, broken I feel my life is, there's hope because of the Savior, Jesus Christ, because he um, loves us and because he is powerful to save, you know, as the scriptures say, he, he is uh, able to take the, the broken pieces of our lives and make something beautiful out of them. And, uh, and that's what I'm, that's my goal is to, and that's what I'm shooting for is to, to, that, that people feel that, you know, there is, there is hope. Well, I want to thank you for joining me and giving me your time today, Brother Balls, and breaking down your devotional talk a little bit and really giving us your divine spiritual strengthening insight. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.